Howdy folks, this is professional rodeo announcer Joe Coulter and I want to be the first to welcome you to Slave the Cowboy. But before we get started, I want to ask you one question. What is a cowboy? Well, a cowboy is about character, honesty, respect, integrity, strength, and truth. And you know when you scratch all that in the dirt, you're going to spell out the word Christ. And that in its simplest form is what being a true cowboy is all about. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to learn how to ride for the Lord. And may God save the cowboy. I am not, I never claim to be a roper or anything like that. I don't miss very often because, like Jared said, I didn't take my rope. And, but I had my, I had my rope that day. And so the plan was, silly as this is, the plan was, was for Tommy or Bailey to rope because you only had, uh, I think we gave three loops. And so anyway, we were the first one out, and these were these Corrienti cattle that were just, I mean, wild as could be. And we, they called our number, and we went out there, and we sorted him out. And oh, Tommy, he got right back in there, and he threw, and he missed. So he peeled off, and here comes Bailey. And I'm just kind of trotting around out there looking cool. <laughs> Bailey gets up there, and he swings, and my heart stopped. Bailey missed. And I'll come around, and I'm the only one, if I don't get it roped, it's going to be a no time. And as I'm building old Ace up there, and Ace is about this fast. So I waited on the steer to lap me. Waited for him to come back around. Now, I, I was building old Ace, and Ace was giving it all he had. And I started swinging, and Tommy and Bailey were right beside me ready to bail off. And dadgum if Tommy didn't say, It's all up to you, preacher. <laughs> Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that. So I got my loop, and man, things are moving at 900 miles an hour. And I'm swinging my rope, and Ace is running. And for some dadgum reason, I wasn't using a 60-foot rope. I was using just 30-foot. And I threw from about me to that camera back there. Why? I don't know. Probably because I just couldn't catch him. And I knew right as soon as I threw that I was going to miss. And I did. And we got a no time. Today, I'm going to use that as an illustration. And we're going to continue to talk about what we talked about last week called accidental Christianity. Last week we talked about ride like you can't be throwed. We talked about being intentional Christians. Being intentional in our faith. Not just stumbling around hoping that we might be able to find something, might uh, be able to do God's work. Today we're going to talk about swing like you can't miss. I'm going to show you how to be ready when God calls you. How to be ready when God asks you to do something. How to be ready whenever God says, you know what, I want you to go talk to this guy. Or I want you to do this. Whatever God calls you to do, because it's an individual deal. He's not going to call you to do the same things I do. And I'm not going to be called to the same things that you do. But today, I'm going to encourage you to go from accidental to intentional Christianity. You know, whenever I was out there roping and everything, I had already told them, I said, you know what, man, y'all are better ropers than me, so I want y'all to rope first, because I know y'all can catch. Y'all do that stuff in your sleep every day, and I'm more of a bronc rider than a roper. 
And so we got out there. And I was going to let someone else do what God had called me to do. You know, sometimes you have that, that feeling in your stomach and you're like, oh, don't call on me. You know, everybody take a step forward that wants to do something for God. But I, for some reason, I, what I should have done is said, you know what, y'all let me have the first rope and y'all back me up. But I didn't. I tried to let somebody else do what God called me to do. We want to be on the team, but we won't want to do anything. We just want to take all the credit for it. We want to say, you know what, we want to be on a winning team, but I really don't want to do much. That's not what Christianity is about. God has called each and every one of us to step out in faith and to do what He asks us to do. God is going to call on you to swing like you can't miss. Will you be ready when He calls on you? In Philippians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul and everybody has heard this verse. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. How often do we use that? You know what? There's going to be a time when God calls you and you're going to say, I can't do it. And Jesus is going to say, I know, isn't that awesome? I'm going to help you. So we don't need to shy away from building our loops and going after something that God has called us to get after just because we don't think that we can do it. Well, you know, I, I, I don't know how to tell my neighbor about Jesus Christ. I don't know how to tell my, my spouse about the feelings that I've been having inside of, of there's just something missing. And since I've been going to, to Cowboy Church and I've been reading my Bible, I want to give my life to God, but I'm scared that what my friends are going to say. How many of us have been in that exact same situation, but we, we try to hang back in the back. We say, God, I want to be on your ranch rodeo team, but... I need somebody else to swing the loop. I need somebody else to live their lives like, like Christ wants them to live. I want somebody else to tell somebody how God has changed their life. I want them to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. But I just want to hang back in the back and please don't call on me to do anything because I don't think I can do it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Accidental Christians sometimes try to just do stuff on their own or they don't do anything at all. Intentional Christians know that their job is to throw the loop. Did you know that their job is not to catch? Nowhere in the Bible does Jesus say it is your responsibility to make sure somebody gets to heaven. That's between them and God, because none of us are going to be up there and sit beside old Larry Don and say, Hey, uh, Jesus, I, I told him about Christ, so he needs to get in. That's between Him and God. Nobody is going to be standing there with you when you stand in front of Jesus Christ and He asks you, did you have a relationship with me? Well, you know, I, I, did, I did some of those things. You know, I mean, I went to church on Sunday and I have a Bible and uh, I, I took my hat off when we prayed. But did you have a, he's going to ask you, but did you have a relationship with me? You remember whenever I told you to go share what I've done in your life with somebody else and you didn't do it? Well, I was scared that, that I wouldn't know what to say. And he goes, you didn't know what to say, but I did. If you would have just swung the loop, that's all I'm asking you to do is swing and throw. You worry about me catching. What to do when you swing and you don't catch? During that same rodeo, I used Ace, and part of the ranch rodeo 
was a deal that they call, we called horse catching. And what you had to do is you had to take your saddle off, you had to put all three horses in this round pen that we had set up, and you had to go out there like they do on the big outfits and everything, and you had to rope your own horse, but you had to throw a hula hand loop, which, you know, usually you throw a loop like this, you had to do a backwards loop, and that's just how you usually catch horses, and it had to be a hula hand loop. And so I'd never really, you know, roped horses or anything. I mean, they were usually in the top of trees hiding from me, and I just set up the net underneath, and we'd shake the tree till the horse fell out. If you were here last week, you got that. And so I, I got Ace in the pen, and for like two hours a day, I went out there, not just to practice my hula hand loop, but to also practice with Ace. Now, if you've ever seen Ace, this is his excited. That's about as excited as he gets. But I got in there, and I threw that loop, and he went. Mainly because I had missed about this far. So he scooted over, being a good horse he is, to where I had thrown. So I took my loop. I swung it again and wrote my hat. I never, never claimed to be a good hula hand thrower. But anyway, so I finally got to where I wouldn't rope myself, and I was throwing at Ace, and I'd catch his tail, I'd catch his head, I'd catch an ear, and he was just standing there. And so, man, I got to where I could catch him on nearly every throw, and I'd move around him, and he'd be like, oh, Good grief, please get me through this. He was bored to tears, and I'd give him some grain afterwards. He'd even take two steps towards me when I had the grain bucket. I mean, that was way excited. But when we got in to the pen with the stands full, and they're come to watch us, and this was my event because there was nobody else. Now, you could throw as many loops as you wanted to, but there was a three-minute time limit. So we all had our loops ready. We all had our saddles right there. You had to go in. You had to hula hand your horse drag it out, saddle it, bridle it, and then once all three people's horses were cut, you had to race down the other end. And I tell you what, let me tell you something. If you've never saddled your horse as fast as you can and threw the bridle on his face and jumped on him and gone like this, it makes for a good wreck. <laughs> There's a cowboy preacher from Alpine about 60 miles away. He was on his good horse, and he did that. That horse pitched with him all the way down the arena. But I wasn't worried about that with Ace. And so I said, man, I've been practicing. Let me go first this time. They're like, yeah, get in there and go first. And so I went in there, and I threw my loop. And I missed by about nine feet. (laughs) And so instead of just building another one, what we did is we had the gate cracked about this far. And I just jerked my rope, and I stepped out, because only one person can be in the pen at a time. And I got out of there, and Bailey stepped in. And he threw, and Bailey missed. So... Bailey jerked his rope out, and Tommy stepped in. And Tommy, of course, he got in on the first try, and he drags his horse out. And so I go back in, and I throw, and it's the prettiest hula hand loop you ever saw. And it lands right on Ace, and he goes, and threw his head down and jerked out and started bucking around the deal. And I was like, what in the world? So I jerk my rope, and I I step out of the pen, Bailey goes in there, and Bailey throws. Bailey misses. So I hadn't even, by the time Bailey threw, I hadn't even built my loop back. So I got my loop back, and I jump back in there, and I throw again, and I miss again. So I pull my rope out. 
This happened six times. Now, I didn't miss every single time, but Ace did not want to be caught. Bailey, uh, I caught before Bailey did. But me and Bailey basically caught on back-to-back loops. And I drug Ace out of there. And I mean, there's only a three-minute time limit. And I mean, I just, I put that bridle on his, on his head, and I think the bit was up his nose. <laughs> and he was throwing his head. I didn't care. Had the back cinch on the front, the front cinch on the back. Didn't care. Cinched it up. Bailey got on there. And we got a time. A whopping fast time of two minutes and 58 seconds. <laughs> what happens when you do throw your loop? And what happens when you don't catch? Do we just give up? Or do we keep trying? We're talking about spreading the Word of God. We're talking about being intentional Christians. Did you know that statistics say that it takes seven times of inviting somebody, a new person that does not attend church, that may or may not believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It takes seven times of inviting them before that they will come to church. How many of us will go, hey man, you ought to come to this cowboy church, or you need to go to this, I don't care what church it is. But how many times do you go and you say, hey man, you need to come. It's, it's great. No, okay. And we just give up. Don't give up. Keep throwing. Jerk your slack out. Build your loop again. And the next time you see them, I'm telling you to bug them. Because you know what? God might have put you in their path. I'm not going to say might. I'm going to say God has put each and every one of you in the path of somebody to share His grace and His love and His mercy with somebody. And it is a life or death deal. If you think about it, if they have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, they will go to hell. There's only one way into heaven, and that's believing and being an intentional Christian and believing not just with a thought, but with our actions and with our words. That's how you get into heaven is by believing, having faith in Jesus Christ. And the only way to get into hell is not by smoking or drinking or anything like that. The only thing that will get you into hell is not believing in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. How many of us know people that fit that very description? They're dying. They just don't know it. God has put you in their path and He doesn't want you to give up. So what if you've thrown two loops. So what if you've thrown five loops or six loops or 99 loops? Are you going to give up on somebody because you failed 99 times? You know what? You can't fail. Why? Because God does not reward results, only not giving up. God does not expect you to get results. He just asks you to step out in faith and do what He asks. He asks us to plant the seed. He asks us to go out and tell people about Him. Our, our responsibility stops when we throw the loop. Everything else is up to God. You cannot fail. The only way you can fail is when you keep your rope tied to your saddle. The only way you can fail is when you keep your mouth closed when that little voice in you says, you know what, I'm not going to be ashamed of telling my friends of how God is changing my life right now. I'm not going to be ashamed to tell my neighbor to come with me that I'll be with them because they need to know Jesus Christ too.
I'm not going to be ashamed if my friends start calling me some holy roller. I'd rather be called a holy roller on heaven than a good old boy in hell. Think about that. God doesn't reward results. Only throw in the loop. In Romans 8, 28, one of my favorite passages in the Bible says, God works for the good in all things for those that believe in Christ Jesus. You know what? I was, I, I was just beside myself, just like Jared talked about whenever he missed his dally twice. I was just beside myself thinking, oh, I have failed, I have failed. But you know what? If I hadn't have failed in roping that first steer, and if I wouldn't have failed in roping Ace that day, and if he wouldn't have acted like he acted, I wouldn't have a sermon today. <laughs> Why is that funny? But God can even use our apparent failures for good. You cannot fail when it comes to sharing the Word. The Bible says that the Word of God does not ever return void. Start throwing today. Get out there. Swing that loop. Swing like you can't miss. God can do more with your misses than He can with your procrastination, with your unwillingness. Swing like you can't miss. Accidental Christians keep their ropes on their saddles because they're afraid of failure. Intentional Christians are afraid not to try. Swing like you can't miss. I'm learning big loop roping. I advise you to stay at home. <laughs> if you don't want to stay home, you can bring your video camera, but you have to split the $100,000 reward with me. But the other day we went out to ties and, and, and we, were, we were practicing the big, our big loop roping. And um, basically Jared and Ty and Sean, they, they, they had real ropes. I had one with a breakaway Honda so that when I was fixing to get myself killed, the rope would come off. That was Ty's suggestion. <laughs> Why don't you use this one? <laughs> It'll come off. I know. <laughs> so anyway, they gave me the first shot. Every single time. And so I'm with some good cowboys, and, and I go in there, and I am not thinking anything except, man, I'm horseback with, with three other good cowboys, and I don't want to make an idiot out of myself. So I swung my big loop about as big as this stage. I thought, man, I, something's got to step in this thing. <laughs> and I just throw it into this big herd. I caught a few. I caught most of them. In order for that loop to pop off, though, you have to wrap it around your horn. But I learned the very first time that it's better to turn your horse around because if you just stand there when the cattle run off and if you dally it around your horn, when it pops off, it comes back. <laughs> right here. Unless you have ninja cowboy reflexes like me and you go, ah! There was, how many steers? Six in there? There was six, and we were roping them in order. They all had ear tags on. And we got down to the last one, and I was sick of being unintentional with my roping, of just hoping that I would get lucky. And so I picked out number six. And I was like, by gosh, I'm going to get you, fella. I get over there, and I swing what they call a scoop loop or something like that. So I do it like this, and here it comes. And God is setting it up for me just right. And I throw 
and it lands right around the neck. I pull my slack up like that, and I am just a cheering inside. Of course, I made it look like it was easy. <laughs> so since I had already learned, I dallied and turned old Ace around. And <laughs> and it popped off and hit him right in the butt. He did not know what that was, so he attempted to get away from it. <laughs> and he used up seven years of energy from about me to Jared. But anyway, I was, I was so proud of myself. And I turned around and I said, I caught the right one. And Ty said, well, actually, we got out of order a while ago, and that's the one we just caught. <laughs> thought she said we had to go in order. Well, we did, but our loops wouldn't pop off, so we went ahead and roped that one. So I wasted my perfect loop on the wrong steer or the wrong yearling. Accidental Christians throw their loops hoping to get lucky. They just throw this big loop out, and you know they do the equivalent of, uh, of going to Walmart and going, y'all come to church. Maybe somebody heard that. Do you, be do, do, do you believe in, in Jesus? I'm sorry, what? Uh, do, do you believe in... Believe in what? Yeah, never mind. And you just walk off. We have to be intentional in our roping because you learn nothing by just throwing it out there and hoping that you might get lucky. We need to be intentional in our roping and know that God has called us to do the exact thing that He wants us to do. And we need to be intentional about that. Intentional Christians throw with purpose and intentionally spread the Word of God in their everyday lives. Swing like you can't miss. How do we know what God is supposed, what we're supposed to do? How do we know how to be intentional? Some of you might be saying, you know what? I, you know, I, I'd love to be intentional. I just have no idea what to do. In Matthew 28, 19 and 20, the last thing Jesus Christ said on this earth before He went up into heaven to be with His Father, He gave us what's called the Great Commission. And he said, go out into all the world, making disciples of all men and all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey what I have commanded. And lo, I am with you always. Make disciples of all men and all nations. It says, go out into all the world. But Buddy told me that in the Greek, that it doesn't just say, Go out into all the world. Like when you get off work. It says, while you are going out into all the world. Every single day, be intentional in spreading your faith. Be intentional in spreading the gospel. Be intentional in growing your relationship with Christ. Because you can tell people about it. But the best sermons are the ones where you don't have to say a word. If you live your life like God wants you to live, the outward expression of your faith in God is going to become apparent. People are going to come up to you and they're going to say... How do you have something that I don't have? I want what you have. Glad you took a ride with us today. If you liked today's service and heard God speaking to you, I'd like for you to go to our website and check out the new book, Simplified Cowboy Version Gospel of Matthew. If you've ever wanted to read your Bible but found it difficult to understand, then this book is for you. Just go to SaveTheCowboy.com and click on General Store. You'll find tons of stuff there to help you in your ride with Christ. You can also partner up with us by following the online giving link. 
All our monthly supporters get an audio CD or DVD every month in the mail as our way of saying thank you. We don't care about the amount. Look at what Jesus did with a couple of biscuits and some fish. He can do the same with your helping hand. I know you couldn't help but notice all the great music playing in the background. You need to stop what you're doing right now and go by BarryWardMusic.com and check out his new album, West of Dodge. This program wouldn't have been possible without these fine folks. Tumbleweed Hay and Hauling, 303-324-8217. WesternLLC.net. Look East Realty, 303-644-4444. Double H Heating and Air, 303-669-8911. Integrity Auto Repair, 303-621-2845. And Comanche Creek Enterprises, 303-619-7030. Please support businesses that aren't afraid to show their faith. Call them today or go by SaveTheCowboy.com and click on Sponsors for more information.